Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it is a special episode. It is our monthly look at the trailers for some of the movies coming out in the coming month. And joining me, as always, for these special trailer episodes is Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year. We have a great conversation coming up about 11 of the big movies coming out this coming month. And we squeeze in a little talk about a few others as well along the way. So that is coming up here in a second. I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. So that way when we cover these movies in full, full-fledged episodes you'll be able to hear them so make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts and if you like what we do here on the show of course rate and review us five stars is awesome uh you could do that on apple podcasts or Podchaser or good pods and uh follow us on social media at piecing pod join the facebook group popcorn and puzzle pieces check out the patreon produced by david rosen where we post bonus and advanced content for piecing it together an awesome movie year and my music career all those things and more. But most of all, I just hope you enjoy the show and keep listening and make sure you're subscribed. So let's start talking about these movies because we have a lot to get into. December is always such a big month. All right, Jason Harris is back with us to talk about trailers again for the month of December. Jason, how's it going? Wow, we're in the middle of holiday season. There's so many movies. Stop talking, more movies go. Yeah, and these are the ones that will probably just not even really come out, and we'll have to wait till like February to see them because of like limited release dates and stuff. Like I'll that. have to do that, not you. Now that you're Mister Movie Critic over here, yeah, I know. I did see some of these already, but uh, I'm going to miss a bunch because of the uh, honeymoon. So I'm just going to be like a normal person waiting for these release dates. Nobody cares. Yeah, that's true. Jason, let's take a look back at November and uh, just quickly mention what we talked about on the last trailer episode and what we thought of these movies. And we started last month out with The Harder They Fall, which I loved. I think you just liked, though. Yeah, it was. uh, You're right. It is fun. Mm -hmm. But, dude, 
Why is this thing two hours and twenty minutes? Come on, everything's too long now. It's so annoying, and like there's there the characters get lost. There's too many of them that aren't defined at all, mm. and some of the shots are just like show off shots that don't actually add to the story. So yeah. Um, that said, the actors are all fun, and you know it's it's good. It's just it could be better. Yeah, it to me it's a it's a real movie movie. You know, it's it's I think everyone acting and the director all just love movies and wanted to make a fun movie. But yeah, it definitely did not need to be as long as it is. Um, but I do think people should check it out. Next up was The Beta Test from Jim Cummings, which uh, at the time of this recording will actually be our next episode of Piecing It Together. Uh, have you seen it yet? No, Dave. I'm not a movie critic. I don't get access to it. It's on VOD. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> Right, next up. But <laughs> well, you saw it, and yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. And yeah, everybody should check out that episode. David Quinones from Bird Road is my guest for it. Next up is Red Notice, which uh, looked terrible and was terrible. You watched it. I did. Amazing. Watch it. I'm so glad you did that. It's so bad. Um, it, at one point, Ryan Reynolds does the Borat voice. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like for like it, go through that scene for me please uh, i i forget what the setup is but he goes very nice and that's, does a thumbs up <laughs> that's amazing uh you know i'm working on this new thing las vegas movie tours um and in the tour we talk about austin power because austin powers shot uh -huh. at the riv back in the day so when we get to that scene you know they play a clip of it and i always go my way <laughs> just and it makes some people laugh and confuses other but the fact like you just summed up that movie. That's amazing. Yeah, it's so, so bad. Uh, <laughs> They're in that. <laughs> it's like a Bob's Burgers sketch. Yeah, or something. for sure. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, Kenneth Branagh's Belfast, which is out right now in theaters. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. Though. I'm very excited. I think I'm going to try to check it out soon. Everybody's saying it's like pretty much the number one front runner at this moment, and it's only an hour and forty minutes. That that's a big point right there for sure. Uh, next up, The Power of the Dog from Jane Campion, which I did get to see at an early screening. I don't think we'll get around to an episode on it, but it's very good. I'm excited. It doesn't come out till December 1st on Netflix, so yeah. I haven't had a chance to see it. But yeah, we talked about, um, I'm glad you like it because it showed a lot of promise and I don't even know what's going on in it. I'm very excited. Yeah, that teaser we had talked about, it really just gives nothing away, but uh, definitely worth checking out when you get a chance. Uh, next up, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which at the time of recording, uh, I already have my ticket for Friday. I'm going to see it, but um, but you're not excited. About not it. very excited. I'm just it's content for the podcast, basically. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we can always discuss it next month. That's so. right. Um, next up, King Richard, which I am looking forward to, um, but it's coming out while I'll be out of the country so hopefully i'll get to see it when i get back it's on hbo max by the time you get back so yeah. uh so. and i and as we talked about in awesome movie year this season 1999 in our wild wild west episode which is the worst movie we've ever covered on it <laughs> i'm very glad that will smith is challenging himself again yeah definitely um next up tick tick boom lin-manuel miranda uh I, I keep hearing great things about it i'm looking forward to seeing it Right. Me too. We talked about this. Dave, you're going on your honeymoon, so we're recording early this month, and it uh, doesn't make for great podcast content. Thanks. Yeah, especially on wrap-ups of previous things. <laughs> that makes it extra hard. Yeah, because now uh, Black Friday, not out. Yeah. 
No, it hasn't yeah. even, and it's not even uh, the day we've arrived at yet. Yeah, exactly. Not even Thanksgiving yet. This is like a uh, Christopher Nolan time thing right now. We're talking yeah. about the past in the future. Doing, I it thought it was past. really good, and uh, Bruce Campbell <laughs> delivered, and um, you know the whole zombie thing worked for me. Yeah, good, good, awesome. Uh, last up, Licorice Pizza. I did see, so I can comment on, even though it doesn't come out. Actually, this even complicates things further. It's only a limited release on the release date we talked about. It won't be out till Christmas, so we could have just covered it on this episode today. Well, that would have been nice. Yeah. We, well, you you loved it. We know that. So good. And I will wait and see it with the peasants. Normie. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on to December's releases. We got a lot of them. We're covering 11 this month. Uh, starting off with Bendetta coming limited theaters on December 3rd. Paul Verhoeven, the 17th century nun, joins a convent and has a lesbian love affair, starring uh, Virgin Eferia, who is in his last film, Elle, um, and looks like it's going to be kind of crazy. Yeah, and not just as a lesbian love affair, but seems to have uh, the open line of communication with Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, you know what? This one challenged me, which I yeah. love, right? Um, so like, thank you, Paul Verhoeven, <laughs> sure, yeah. director of Showgirls, like, um, <laughs> for giving me something to like lean into here. You know, we sure. know Verhoeven, Basic Instinct, stuff like that, can go juicy and 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 make it work. Uh, I picked uh, the Last Temptation of Christ because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh controversy around it because anytime you bring up jesus and any type of sexuality and sex uh people go crazy oh yeah and then uh one of my favorite movies from a year or two ago uh paul schrader's first reformed which is of course about a priest uh who you know is kind of wondering where his line to god is and also explores his sexuality sure yeah, absolutely. I had Last Temptation of Christ as well. I mean, I think that that's definitely one you kind of have to go to with this. And it seems like there's going to be a lot of like visions and stuff like that and just disturbing imagery and all that. And so, and just that intersection of religion, faith stuff with sex stuff, I think definitely. Um, I also put Portrait of a Lady on Fire, um, which I feel like since that movie came out, where we just keep getting these kind of period lesbian dramas. And this kind of turns that on its head in a way. So, It'll be interesting to see how it kind of lines up with some of those that we've been getting. Well, it's nice to know that lesbians were not just a concoction of this century. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so. They've existed since the dawn of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this looks this looks interesting um, and different and wild. And yeah, I'll take it. It's always interesting as a filmmaker, even if they don't all work. But, hey, also, uh, did you know at the time of that we're recording, we both mentioned Last Temptation. Today is... Martin Scorsese's 79th birthday. That's right. Happy birthday to him. Yeah. awesome. We know he listens, and uh, we appreciate that. All right. Let's go to Silent Night, which you added to our list. Uh, It's coming to VOD and theaters on December 3rd. Uh, First-time director Camille Griffin's dark comedy about friends who get together to celebrate Christmas and the end of the world. Uh, Kira Knightley stars, and also Annabelle Wallace, who was in Malignant earlier this year, so I love her, uh, and Matthew Good. What do you think about this one? I, I'm obviously excited about it because I wanted to include it. So the two reasons I wanted to include it are, um, you know, well, three reasons. One, 
you we know there's going to be so many bad Christmas movies. This oh, yeah. one looks like at least they're trying to do something different. Same with the that we talked about Black Friday. That'll be fun. Yeah. Two, it's got that kind of British dry humor that I yeah. think will really work for it. And three, this whole like idea of a single setting end of the world movie, I think has really worked well in the past. So I'm excited. Are you, Dave? Absolutely. I didn't know anything about it going into this trailer, but it looks good. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, when I think of end of the world relationship movies, there's a few, but it's a disaster is a very good one about a dinner party that has, uh, you know, people reassessing their relationships as some type of apocalypse is happening outside of the house. Have you mm-hmm. ever seen that movie? I haven't. No, you should, Dave, you should. And I had to go all the way back to the nineties and pull this one from the deep, deep annals a film called The Last Supper. Mm. You remember that movie? I certainly do. I don't know if I've ever actually seen Ron it. Ron Eldred, Cameron Diaz, a bunch of other people. It's a very dark dinner party comedy, liberals versus conservatives, which is not what this is, but this did seem to have that very blunt you know, humor of like, hey, we're all going to die and it's not our faults anyway. And yeah. this kind of it makes me want to watch that movie again. Yeah, I, I remember that. And I, I haven't, I don't think I saw it, but yeah, it, it sounds like a fun one. And uh, maybe it would be a good uh, double feature with this when it does come out. Hey, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I had on my list, um, kind of to go along with your first one there, I had the 2013 Indie Coherence. Have you ever seen that? Ooh, uh, it sounds interesting. Have I? I don't know. It's uh, I I found it randomly during the uh, pandemic last year. It was like on the Amazon Prime uh, menu, and uh, it's about a dinner party where these people find out that there's basically like another copy of themselves happening in another house, and shit gets really weird and sci-fi. And uh, so yeah, it's like the dinner party mixed with a sci-fi concept, you know. And um, so I, I thought that would be one. And that's a good movie. You like oh yeah, movie? I liked it a lot. Yeah, cool. Um, I also thought of the uh, Seth Rogen comedy. This is the end. You sure. Know, big party, end of the world, all that. And then, of course, you know it's obvious, but all of the Hallmark Christmas movies we're gonna get. You know, this is kind of turning that whole thing inside I out. It. I love it. Let's lean into it. Let's play with it, and uh, this will be a fun version of it. Absolutely. So uh, next up is Flea. Uh, limited release on uh, December 3rd. It's an animated documentary uh, about this guy who was uh, engaged to his boyfriend for a long time and at the turn of his uh, wedding date has to kind of deal with his secret past. And everything I've heard about this movie is it's just absolutely fantastic. One Sundance, right? Best mm-hmm. documentary or audience or world, one something. And it's Denmark's uh, submission for best international Right, adventure. and and what, with the fleeing, as far as we know, he lived in a Middle Eastern country and his sexuality would have probably gotten him killed if sure. he didn't leave. So, yeah, we got to, we got to, you know, it hasn't been... This year has not been as strong for documentaries as last year. So, you know, I'm looking for something to sink my teeth into. And this looks great, you know. So, um, Persepolis, which we covered in our 2007 awesome movie year season, which was a, you know, animated movie that really is about someone's life story. Although that's kind of, uh, it'd be as a graphic novel and this and that. And then, you know, again, I think she was... You know, she she also lived under a very strict regime in the Middle East, and um, you know, there there she had to flee. 
So that's sure. the first one that I came up with. There definitely feels like there's that whole chase element of something like Zero Dark Thirty to me. And then I picked another good documentary, which is We Are Pussy Riot, um, of course, about the band Pussy Riot, and just kind of how they had to subvert their government. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, Persepolis did come to mind for me, um, but as we mentioned on that awesome movie episode, I didn't watch it, and so <laughs> I've never seen it, uh, but it definitely came to yeah, mind. Yeah, you gotta put stuff you've seen. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, so what I did think of is, uh, Richard Linklater's work with, uh, rotoscoping, you know, Waking Life and A Scanner Darkly, and I believe he has a new one coming out that's also rotoscope, but, um, you know, whenever I see that kind of artwork style, I kind of think of him and his work, uh, and then... I don't know. I had a little trouble with this one. I was trying to think of like movies where people have to like change their identity and, and pretend to be someone who they're not. I couldn't really think of a good one. The closest thing I thought of was Talented Mr. Ripley, but it's not that really. You know, the other documentary that came to mind was Icarus. Did you see that one? No, I didn't. About the filmmaker who helped expose the Soviet doping program, Soviet athlete, uh, Olympic doping program. Okay. And that doctor who was the subject at it, he had to get him out of. Uh, Russia because mm-hmm. they were going to murder him and he went into hiding and you know I'm not saying he had to change his identity but there is a lot of uh, you know kind of uh, underground work there to be done sure yeah well let's go to Red Rocket uh, coming on December 3rd limited release uh, director Sean Baker who did Tangerine and the Florida Project love his work um, it's set in Texas where an ex porn star tries to turn his life around and stars Simon Rex from the scary movies from MTV VJing days sure. right? yeah. um and also he was a homosexual porn star at one point wasn't he I think you're right yeah yeah um I think Dave of everything and this looks like a good month this might be the one I'm most excited for. It looks for. so good. Yeah, it looks great, doesn't it? Oh my god, yeah. Um and Sean Baker is I Man, I don't know if he's ever going to get big and I don't and I, it's like kind of like one of those secrets that you don't want to get out but yeah. like you root for all the success for him, right? He's so great. Yeah, he is great. So, um that kind of small southern town and where someone fits and if they have dreams of something bigger reminded me of the film Never Going Back. Did you see that one? Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, with the two teenage girls trying to figure out their way out of it. A lot of A24 vibes for both of these. Yeah, and then um you know, I I put Napoleon Dynamite on here even though the tone is totally different because it seems like people have these delusions of grandeur in this sure. film like every character in that one. Yeah. And then of course Boogie Nights because if you think of the best uh, adult film movies, porn star movies, Boogie Nights is the one probably for me. Yeah, I, Napoleon Dynamite is a good comparison. I mean, he, it does feel a little like Uncle Rico, like he would fit in this world of this particular movie. But uh, I also thought of The Beach Bum with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, love it. Um, and then the other one that I had, a movie uh, we just talked about on Awesome Movie Year. I'm not sure if that episode will be up when this comes out. I think it will, though. Um, my pick... From our 1999 season of Awesome Movie Year. The best underachiever ever, Ron Livingston's character in Office Space. I thought of that as well. So you're comparing them as underachievers yeah. and kind of... People just are just, you know, happy with just kind of being a loser, kind of. This looks so good, man. Can't wait. Next up, being the Ricardos will be uh, on Amazon Prime 
December 21st. It'll be a limited theater run on the 10th. Aaron Sorkin's look behind the scenes of I Love Lucy with Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball and Javier Bardem as Desi Arnaz. What do you think about this? I mean, so why is this getting flack at this point in time? Oh, man. I I wish I knew the actual political ins and outs of it, but basically a Spaniard playing a Cuban, is it? Yeah. It just doesn't fly. Like, people are saying that's not okay. Like, it's too too different of a thing. Is Nicole Kidman... Uh, as an Australian allowed to play an American anymore or no? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I hate what's becoming of this. <laughs> that, like actors aren't allowed to act anymore, yeah. you know? I think the real controversy should be that Aaron Sorkin's last few movies is not good. I mean, this. <laughs> I mean, are we going to question the quality of actor in the lead here? Come on. I know. It's one of the best. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nicole Kidman... Just she's from this just, preview, she just sounds like she's, you know, like... She knocks everything out of the park lately. Like, yeah. She's so good. Yeah, I think this might be another Oscar for her. Yeah. But what do I know? Um, I, uh, I'm i excited. I Love Lucy was my mom's favorite TV show, and I've watched tons of them. And, you know, Sorkin, if he's going to get back on track, you would think he would do it with something entertainment-related, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe sometimes he's better with, like, collaborating, you know, when he writes and someone else directs. So... We'll see where it goes. Speaking of uh, Martin Scorsese, the old Hollywood vibe I love. Uh, I thought of The Aviator, uh, the Howard Hughes movie, sure. and uh, which is maybe my all-time favorite Scorsese movie. So okay. underrated at this point. It's great. Um, and then, you know, you have this uh, woman who has to be strong in a society where women are not supposed to be, you know, dominant and everything. Uh, in entertainment in 50, 60 years ago. So I thought of last year, which was even further, the movie that I'm thinking of was, was uh, Ma-, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Okay. You know, where uh, the singer uh, was at the 20s or 30s where she really had to step up for herself. The last one I thought of, because it was a cool movie about TV, was the HBO movie The Late Shift about the uh, based on the book about the Jay Leno, David Letterman uh, war for the Tonight Show. That's a good TV movie. I've never seen it, but uh, I bet I would like that too, because that whole thing is super interesting. But uh, I had Judy, the uh, Judy Garland sure. biopic, uh, which, like you said, I mean, very much Nicole Kidman could win for this. I think it would be a pretty safe bet, uh, just like Renee Zellweger did. Uh, and then I also thought of, I think, same year, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the Mr. Rogers movie, just about the you know darkness behind the scenes of these people that just seem so... But there know, really was no darkness behind that one, right? There was very little. But there was no movie to be made. Yeah, you know? well, there, there's darkness yeah. for the people on the outside that he has to help. It's just <laughs> weird because, like, you know, that documentary about him, Won't You Be My Neighbor, was pretty good, you yeah. know? And, um, you know, uh, that was what, Mariel Heller? Uh, yeah, Mariel Heller. Yeah, who's great. Mm-hmm. Just seems like it was a, an unnecessary project. I would, uh, I would agree with that. Next up, speaking of unnecessary projects, uh, <laughs> West Side Story, December 10th, Steven Spielberg's remake of the classic West Side Story from 1961. Stars Ansel Elgort talk about, uh, you know, uh, complicated issues right now, but people don't like him. Uh, Why not? I believe, and I was going to look this up ahead of time, I think it has to do with the n-word but i i don't i don't know exactly why it's so funny that you threw it out and you're like i'm not sure but i'm almost but i'm gonna say he just said yeah no that seems uh it seems like something that might have been a part of it i don't know let's take a break and 
That one you should what? look up. You don't what? want to just throw okay, that out. Okay, let, let's figure this out. Why is Ansel Elgert canceled? Unverified claims that he used the N-word in the past. Unverified, cool. Yeah, so that's... that's hey, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to say about him. All I know is that that all came out after this movie was filmed. Um, but this movie was going to be steeped in controversy anyway because it deals with race relations, right? And because does it need to be made, like you said. But yeah. um, but you know what? I, I saw the preview. I've seen it a few times now. And does it need to be made? Maybe not. Does it look beautiful? Oh, yeah. It looks great. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know if the movie's going to be great, but the actual look of it, like Spielberg looks like he's hitting a home run here. I mean, you know, and if anyone deserves to just try to take that chance, it's probably him, right? Sure, you he know? can do whatever he wants. Yeah, so I'm going to go in, and and I like the original West Side Story. Do you like the original West Side Story? I, it's one of those movies I saw as a kid. I'm going to watch it before yeah. I watch this, though. I actually acted in it, in, not in that movie, but in the, <laughs> in a high school play. I played, because I can't sing, I played Doc the Shopkeep. Nice. And I also sang uh, Dear Sergeant Krupke or Officer Krupke in a showcase once. Where I got to talk singing, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go in with best intentions, and I hope it's good. Yeah. Um. Obviously, we're talking about a New York musical with uh, many different uh, Latino elements. So this year's In the Heights, yes, which was also canceled, I think, <laughs> <Yes>. for <laughs> not being Latin enough or something or other. And then I, you know, it's funny that um, this was not like something I did on purpose, but I, um, but this is a Scorsese day apparently for me here. I was thinking of major iconic figures who have done musicals and in New York, and uh, the two I picked were New York, New York, which was kind of a musical, Scorsese, and then Woody Allen's Everyone Says I Love You, which is a good movie. Yeah. And then the last one, because of the race relations and the music, Saturday Night Fever. Sure. Absolutely. I thought of Saturday Night Fever as well. Of course, In the Heights has to go in it. In the like, Heights. I feel, I feel like all this stuff is inspired by West Side Story. So yeah. it kind of just all kind of goes full circle. Uh, maybe a little grease in there too. Throw that in. But uh, but yeah, this one, you know, it's tough for me. I'm not really a musical guy, so it, it's kind of hard for me to uh, cover these because I haven't seen enough musicals. But uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Like you said, it looks beautiful, if nothing else. Um, next up is Don't Look Up from Adam McKay. Coming uh, limited release in theaters on December 10th, and then it'll be on Netflix on Christmas Day. You know, after the big short and Vice, I feel like he's been positioned as this like Oscar filmmaker. Um, but this is just kind of a straightforward comedy with big stars in it. That's what it looks like to me, anyway. I think you know he's always trying to comment on something. Is yeah. what. So I'm glad he's getting back to the humor because I thought one of the strengths of the big short was that it was humorous as sure. well. Vice, it was kind of a miss, you know. Yeah. A uh, tough one to pull off, though. So yeah, I'm excited. This is basically, you know, a asteroid or something is going to come destroy the Earth, and yeah. no one believes Jennifer Lawrence and Leo DiCaprio that it's going to happen, or they or they don't want them to tell it, so they go and use all forms of media to get the word out, right? Yeah, That's and it's it's a big, uh, you know, a, a big kind of satire on just how inept you know our politicians are when it comes to things like this and global warming and all that. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I mean, you could put any number of disaster, end of the world, Armageddon, Independence Day movies up there. So, sure. um, but then I also put the ones um, where we're kind of like uh, looking at how 
politics work and, you know, kind of putting um, the facade up in front of uh, the truth. So two great movies, I think both from the 90s that are worth revisiting, Wag the Dog and Bullworth. Sure. And then the last one I wanted to do was one that was comedic and used media really well. So I have a pop star, Never Stop, Never Stop Believing. Nice. Anytime to bring that up is great. Never stop, never stopping. I don't remember what it was. (laughs) Yeah, never stop, never stopping. Uh, Yeah, I had Independence Day specifically, especially with Jeff Goldblum needing to like get in and, you know, convince the president that a disaster is coming. So, I mean, that's very specific. But uh, also, idiocracy, just how dumb everybody in power is. And then uh, my last one, uh, Armando Iannucci is the death of Stalin. Good job, man. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you could have picked any Iannucci, and I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah. Such a great movie, but uh, yeah, just showing just how ridiculous leaders can be and throwing that kind of satire curveball at it. Yeah, and I don't know if we've ever mentioned it here, but um, man, being there, if you want to go back to Hal Ashby in the 70s, 79, Peter Sellers, one of the all-time great performances. For sure. So definitely recommend those. So this looks good. This could be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. And it's weird. This is one that... Like on Twitter, on film Twitter and all that, I see a lot of people just kind of like, does this even look good? Like everybody's just very just sarcastic what? about it. I don't yeah. get why. It looks really good. It looks funny. Jonah Hill, I'm glad, is kind of uh, expressing his comedic impulses yeah. again because he's got great timing. And I think it looks very funny. So awesome. um, yeah, man, why is everyone so down on everything? I don't know. Well, next up, Nightmare Alley. Guillermo del Toro's next movie is first since Shape of Water, right? When and this looks kind of like picture. the Shape of Water, so we're not going to say that as a piece, but yes. it could have been. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not on my list, but uh, yeah, coming Dece- uh, December seventeenth to theaters, uh, and it's based on a 1946 novel, which there was an earlier film adaptation of uh, about. And I, I didn't really understand what exactly it was about. It's kind of more of like a mood trailer, but I, I looked it up. A manipulative carny who hooks up with a psychiatrist. And is about to show the dark side of show business. I love that. And so, it's Defoe. Yeah. Right. Adam Defoe, Bradley Cooper's the main star, uh, Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, Richard Jenkins, Rooney Mara, and Ron Perlman. That's Home a runs huge all cast. the way through. And I mean, the, the preview is all Defoe. All you hear is this yeah. like ominous Defoe voiceover, and you're For like, sure. I'm in it to win it. <laughs> um, so, hey, by the way, this is probably unnecessary, but did you ever hear the rumor? About Willem Dafoe on The Lighthouse? Probably, but what is it? Um, Let's go for it. They had to, you know, there's scenes at the end where he's nude, mm-hmm. and they had to use a stunt penis because his hog is too big. Oh, yeah. It was distracting, I think <laughs> yeah. <was> the word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he gets it done on every level, huh? Willem oh, Dafoe? Yeah. Oh, Streets of fire. So, <laughs> um, okay. Nightmare Alley. Okay, the, the first one's 1947. It's on Criterion right now, so mm-hmm. let's all watch it. You know, I chastised you saying we can't use a movie that we've never seen. And I've seen much of it, but I've always seen it in bits and pizzas. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Elephant Man, you know, David Lynch. Um, I think, you know, you probably have King Kong on there somewhere or something (laughs) like that. I actually don't, but go for it. King Kong Dumbo. And then the uh, King Kong Dumbo, any of those kind of like, you know, circus, show business, exploitative things. And then the last one was, this kind of felt like really dark and what's the performance and... Where's the the death going to happen? So uh, I put the Prestige, an underrated Christopher sure. Nolan movie. 
Yeah, that definitely works. Um, I I went even further back than King Kong. I went to 1932's Freaks. I love it. Yeah, um, which I, I have, I've seen once a long time ago. But I mean, you gotta you kind of got to figure that someone like Guillermo del Toro loves Freaks. That's probably just like one of his favorites. Uh, and then I went to much more recent and not as good, but The Greatest Showman. Sure. Um, you know, P.T. Barnum's life. It, this is that world. So absolutely. So uh, next up, one that I hadn't heard of until I started researching for this month's episode, I think just looks awesome, and that's The Lost Daughter, which is directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal, her directorial debut. Uh, comes out in limited release on December 17th, and it'll be on Netflix on New Year's Eve. Stars Olivia Coleman, Jesse Buckley, Dakota Johnson, Ed Harris, Peter Sarsgaard. Uh, it's about a woman's beach vacation, and... She becomes obsessed with another mother at the beach. Looks so good, man. Looks fantastic. Oh, my goodness. I love Maggie Gyllenhaal, and uh, it's, you know, it's great to see her doing something like this. Olivia Coleman never never misses, right? Yeah. I mean, you said, and then you mentioned the rest of that cast: Ed Harris, home yeah. run, right? Yeah, I don't remember who else. Jesse you mentioned. Buckley, I'm yeah, glad. all all good. So this, I know I mentioned this on another one, but this feels very similar to the movie that Maggie Gyllenhaal was in a few years ago, The Substitute, where sure. she's a substitute teacher who becomes obsessed with mothering a student, and I'm glad this preview doesn't give away more. We know that Olivia Coleman has kids had kids i don't know but it's like what is going on here like yeah you know um does she think that's her kid i don't know and i like that it's set in this weird beach something like talented mr ripley would work yeah, here that's true um and there's this whole element of um you know the mystery and the kid and having to lift this person up and get him back to functioning and as a, a human being i thought it reminded me of uh, it's going to be different, but True Detective season one, it had a lot of those vibes to it to okay. me too. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, I would go right along with True Detective and bring up Top of the Lake. Yeah, I, I, we like. I loved it. And uh, yeah, just this kind of weird mystery set in a strange town where you're just not sure what's going on exactly with everybody. Uh, the other one that I had, I mean, obviously they're not roommates, they're just two people at the same beach, but a little single white female situation going on. Hooray. So... Uh, next up is one I wanted to include uh, for a specific reason, and that is Sing 2, which will be out December 22nd in theaters. A uh, sequel to the hit animated movie Sing, in which cartoon animals sing major pop songs. Uh, Bono is in it. And the thing is, when I watch this trailer, I, I just... I don't understand what's happening at all. You have a daughter. I mean, did you see the first Sing? Yeah, we've watched Sing. Yeah. And uh, and, and when you put this on the list, I was like, why are you doing this? There's so many things out there. And I messaged you saying yeah, there's a lot Yeah, I of saw things. this trailer and my mouth was just aghast. Like, what the hell is this? Well, I mean, the <laughs> first Sing's like a huge hit and it's and it shouldn't be. It's It's basically this dude inherits like his grandfather's old theater and it's, you know, of course going to collapse. They can't make the money. And they hold a talent show and all these animals who you go into their backstories. One's a bored housewife and one's a criminal on the run. They all sing and they're all great. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, one of them wins. But the, the, the talent show raises enough money to save the theater. And that's the movie. Yeah. This just looks like they're 
singing. And at one point, there's some type of mid- medieval duel going on that <laughs> I can't so figure. Weird. And it looks horrible and unnecessary and intrusive. <laughs> um, so that that you know works perfectly with the last Trolls movie, Trolls World oh, Tour, yeah, which was horrible and unnecessary and all about the music. I mean, they're the same movie. It feels like it does you know? feel like it. Yeah, um, that 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 fight scene felt kung fu panda y, I guess, and then. Um, uh, because this seems so unnecessary, I put the U2 album on the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Bono just forcing himself into the Yeah, which, sure. I mean, which I worked at, uh, uh, that company at the time that I'm not allowed to mention <laughs> legally, but, uh, and, and nobody's allowed to mention it. It's not like I have some secret agreement, but like people were so upset and it's like, dude, you don't have to listen to the album. Who yeah. cares? You know? <laughs> Well, uh, I, I'll add in just all of the music competition reality shows, the, uh, yeah. you know, all, all of those I think are, are what this is going for. And then also I thought of uh, Christopher Guest's uh, A Mighty Wind because they have to get this reclusive musician to come sing again. Is that Bono? Is That's that... bon- I think it's Bono. Yeah. That seems to be like the drive of this. I don't know. I'd, I mean, if it's on like Disney Plus, I'll watch it or yeah. something, but. I won't go to the theater. I'll no. tell my kid you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> Just send her with a chaperone or it something. It looks horrible. <laughs> All right. Our last one for the month is The Tender Bar coming on December 22nd to theaters. Which looks great. Yeah, it looks pretty damn good. Uh, I mean, George Clooney is directing it. I have not liked his last few things that he directed, but he's he's George Clooney. I mean, he's going to continue to get shots no matter what. Um it looks it looks like a solid movie. Um, Ty Sheridan and Ben Affleck are the main stars, and uh, I mean, basically it's about a kid who his uncle kind of raises him in a bar. Very blue collar neighborhood, yeah. and you know, um, you know, the Ben Affleck comeback is uh, in full force. He's been doing some good acting. Lately. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's cyclical. He comes, he goes back. He comes, yeah. Back, he's gone. Yeah. So, what what do you got for pieces here? Um. Okay. Um, well, it does seem to take place around the holidays, right? Or there's some big family meal there. Sure. Um, I put a Thanksgiving movie because we don't see too many of those. Home for the Holidays with Holly Hunter and Charles Durning and Anne Bancroft. A little underrated one from the 90s. Cool. Um, I put, I had the Royal Tenenbaums and I now I know why. It's because the preview uses the song uh, Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard, right? Sure, yeah. And that always reminds me of Royal Tenenbaums, although the rest of the movie probably has nothing to do with it. <laughs> then a movie I know we both like, Ken Marino's Diggers, which is that kind oh, of yeah. small town family trying to just make it through, right? Yeah, yeah. And the last one, this kid seems, he goes to college, wants to be a writer. We love the Wonder Boys, you know, Curtis Hanson. That's a good movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I put Goodwill Hunting with Ben Affleck now in the older, you know, kind of mentor. How about them apples? <laughs> there you go. And then I was trying to think of another one, and uh, I Googled best movie uncles. And <laughs> <laughs> I came up with this little list here. Uncle Buck from Uncle Buck. Great movie. Uncle Ben from Spider-Man. Sure. Uncle Jed from the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> Uncle Fester from the Adams Family. Whoa! <laughs> and Uncle Rico from Napoleon Time. Napoleon! <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I got for that. Yeah, one. Uncle uh, Buck, man. Highly yeah, recommend That's probably Uncle the Buck. best of the bunch yeah. there. So, yeah, that does it for the month. Now, we will very quickly just speed 
through some of the other because there's so many movies. It is December, and December is always a big month. Um, I wondered why you were leaving out these big ones. You said you have other episodes. Yeah, we're going to be doing but... episodes for sure on like all of these things, I think, or most of them anyway. But uh, first up, Spider-Man No Way Home, which of course just had a new trailer drop that everybody's excited about. Eh. Eh. Are you excited about it? No, not at all. I, I mean, it's just like we're we're just keep um, you know adding more. You know, how many layers of cake do you need before you eat the cake? They're just going to keep making more layers. That's what it is. Yeah. But uh, I'll see it, though. I'll see it, too. Yeah. Uh, The Matrix Resurrections, which I am very excited for. um, Mm, I have no faith in the Wachowskis at this point. I, You know what? I love Speed Racer. I'm a big Speed Racer fan. And... You know, that's about it. But but still, I want to see it. Okay. I'm I'm going to see it, sure. Yeah. You know? Uh, the Kingsman, which I love the first Kingsman. The second one was pretty good. I don't think this trailer looks very good at all, but I mean, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. I think but... we have to at this point because the um, the first one is very good. I don't even know if I've seen the second one, but it's yeah. this is like one of those un... Um, like, I don't think this was necessarily going to be a franchise and it's exceeded expectations. It, yeah, it has. Through. The other thing about this movie, um, just very quickly, is... I kind of feel like this will mark the end of the pandemic delays. This was like the last big release that was delayed since 2020. Is that true? I think so. I feel like that's not true. <laughs> I don't know. If something's still not coming out until next uh, year. No, Mission Impossible, Top Gun. Mission Top Impossible Gun. wasn't filmed at all, but Top Gun, you're right. Yeah. But wait, where's Top Gun? I think they moved it again, didn't they? So. Oh, fuck me. I don't know. <laughs> well, Encanto, which uh, looks pretty fun. I mean, does it or does it just look like movies we've seen? It looks like every Disney movie, but I don't know. It, look, it looks kind of fun. Uh, a Journal for Jordan, directed by Denzel Washington, starring Michael B. Jordan. I mean, that could be something. You know, it's definitely, I don't know. I don't really know much about the story, but... I don't either, but, um, you know, Denzel. Denzel's uh, Denzel. I mean, Yeah, he's got a mixed bag as far as directing goes, I'd say. Meh. So Top Gun got moved to um, May 22nd of next year. May Jesus 27th Christ. of next year. Okay, well, then that's the uh, the final. Yeah, part, and but... the other thing is Michael B. Jordan, like, I like, but um, he does a lot of message movies, and those can be hit and miss. You're you know? right about that, for sure. Uh, but last up then would be the tragedy of Macbeth. Speaking of Denzel, well, now that's the Denzel we want to see, yes. right? That that looks. I mean, again, there's a one minute teaser, and it's like stark and yeah. bleak, and just looks. Ooh. Cannot wait, Cohen. Not brothers, just one brother. I don't know how that happened on this yeah. one. But, well, so. the the one wanted to make another movie, and the other wanted a break. So. All right, yeah, well, there you go. So uh, yeah, but Frances McDormand's in it too. I mean, she's always great. So. She uh she might break the record, right? What does yeah. she have? Does she have three right now? I thought it was four. Fargo, three billboards, Nomadlands. Oh, and a, a producer Oscar for Nomadland as well. Okay. That's what it is. Well, so we'll say three. And yeah, so three acting Oscars. So but. it's her, Mel- Meryl Streep, Catherine Hepburn, um, I think are the three who have three. And um Yeah, let's um Let's maybe not go with three billboards on this one, but the other two are cool. I'm a fan, but I know a lot of people don't like that movie. Yeah. But I think that covers it for December, though, Jason. Um, why don't you tell people what's going on with Awesome Movie Year? Awesome Movie Year. We are wrapping up our ninth season on 1999, which has just been a wonderful season. So many good movies, you know. 
West, uh, wild wild west aside you know uh dave you mentioned your pick is office space and we got some good christmas episodes coming out uh in december when you'll hear this and those are not with 1999 but those are going to be fun too so we are wrapping up 99 with some fun stuff we will have an audience choice which is a teen movie because there were so many and we will have the Christmas shows, and then we will start the 10th season, which is a totally different idea. We're doing something different there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a, a really fun little side season kind of thing, and it'll be uh, cool to do some of the stuff we have planned there. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah! All right, Jason, well, thank you so much for uh, being here and doing this early because of the honeymoon. But uh, Hey, Dave, I'm, yeah. down on a, I'm down on the movies of as a whole for this year. Yeah. But can I just say, like, November, December, these previews were delightful. A lot of good stuff. I, the end of the year is always fun, so I'm looking forward to all Well, this. it's got a lot of picking up of the slack for the rest of the year to do. Let's hope so. Hi, this is Wax Tracks Records here on 2909 South Decatur. We buy all your old 45s, your old albums, any type of music memorabilia. Also, we sell music memorabilia, albums, CDs, and a lot. Come on down to Wax Tracks, 2909 South Decatur, or give me a call at 702-362-4300. Thank you very much. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jason Harris about some of the trailers for movies coming out in December. There are so many movies coming out in December, plus, you know, the holdovers of limited releases from November that we mentioned on last month's show but didn't actually come out until this month. And then some of this month's episodes, movies, will end up not coming out till January. Release dates are a tricky thing, guys, but, uh, you know, no matter what, there's multiple movies each week to go see so make sure to watch them all and uh, then listen to our episodes on them because we have at least one episode a week coming for you uh, for the rest of the year some weeks we're gonna have two episodes might even squeeze in a third because we're also gonna have to get our you know end of the year top 10 list episodes and stuff like that we'll do a oscar thing at some point there's plenty of podcasts coming your way so make sure you are subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify pocket cast wherever you hit play today on this episode subscribe right there and of course rate and review us if you like what we do here on the show i always ask that i'd appreciate it if you do that um you know i love hearing feedback from people i've gotten a lot of great comments from people maybe not just reviews on the apple podcast but just people messaging me to tell me that they like the show they like the whole puzzle pieces format um you know of course these trailer episodes are a little different in what we do here but uh the main episodes the numbered ones people really love the whole format and i love doing it so definitely get in touch with me let me know if there's anything we could do to continue making it better you know the new year's coming and of course i'm going to want to continue to make this thing as good as i can make it so get in touch and if you want to maybe join me for an episode i'm always looking for guests for upcoming uh, movies so definitely get in touch at piecing pod on twitter at piecing pod on instagram piecing it together on facebook although that site is kind of a mess it's it's hard to get into my page to actually do anything with it better off on facebook is our popcorn and puzzle pieces facebook group where you can actually get in touch with me and that's a little bit easier to do and last but not least my email address is by david rosen at gmail.com just 
get in touch with me anyway. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, so let's close this thing out with a piece of music like I always do. And it's the end of the year. It's the holidays. Like Jason said, we've got some awesome movie year, special holiday bonus episodes coming up. Uh, I don't know if we'll have any special bonus Christmas or holiday piecing it together episodes. But anyway, I was thinking, do I have any holiday kind of music to play you? So I, I searched my Dropbox folder for the word Christmas. I found nothing. I searched it for the word holiday. I found nothing. I searched it for the word snow, and I found a track called Dancing in the Snow that I don't even really remember making. I think I made it for a library once, like maybe like five, six, seven, eight years ago. Um, but it's very holiday Christmassy sounding, so let's do that. Let's play Dancing in the Snow. Uh, this is not available anywhere, uh, but you get to hear it here. So I hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon. West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.